Amen. Well, there's some folks who don't know how to act at church. Church, you learn that, you learn that from the church. You learn that from the elders. You learn that from people who pray and people who go to church a lot. Amen. So, so the proper response to the spirit of God and to the love of God is what I want to talk about today. And I want to read a scripture text in 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter. And I want to go start in verse number 12. Very familiar. Most of us know this story. We've preached it backwards and forward, but we're just going to go there again and just talk about it just a little bit. Hope I can preach this with passion. Excuse my, my voice because I'm feeling some passion about this. I feel like it needs to be said. Amen. And, I, and by the way, uh, our few guests that we have here, so good to see y'all. Amen. So good to have you here with us. Amen. You're always welcome in the house of the Lord. I hope we've made you welcome thus far. Amen. But you know, I, I thought during our worship service, just before I read my text, I, 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 I thought, you know, our God is, is, is a, he's a powerful God. And uh, the Bible even said this, it's a fearful thing. I wonder how you, the, the writer was moved when he, when he penned these words. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Everything and anything but comfortable, at ease. And so when you get a little uneasy in church, when God confronts us about the way we've lived or the way we've acted and the way we've maybe not been to church much and maybe even at church, how we've, you know, that's, that's normal. That's the way it's supposed to be. I'm teaching right now. You're not supposed to be able to go to sleep in church and relax too much. Amen. And that's a danger zone right there. Amen. Verse number 12. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. You know, isn't that the way it always is? Wherever God's presence is, that's who's gonna be blessed. Did you hear me? That's why we harp on coming to church. I, you, know, uh, you know, I've been uh, called of God uh, not to you know, to preach people in hell and, and to make people uncomfortable and about all of that. No, it, I, I'm, I'm trying to bless folks and, and I'm a little selfish here and I know that when I give and I'm blessed, then, then I get blessed in return. A little bit of selfishness in there. And so, so, you know, so we preach, get to the house of God. Get close to people who shout and praise and won't settle for playing church are going through the motions, who won't settle for a, a, a dry sermon, you know, on a dead sermon. No, 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 hungry people, amen, who pray, and we use the term pray through. You can pray and then you can pray through. Because I know people, you know, it's like the woman I said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a statement, I'm not even done with my text. I'm sorry that I'm just not going down the line today. Is a woman, we make a normal statement, you know, we need to pray about that. You need to pray about it. Well, well that's not just a Bible statement. It, it's true. But, and, and, and maybe we do use it when we don't have the magic answer. But I remember she was in trouble and all kind of problems and going on and, and obviously a lot of it was due to her bad decisions and bad attitude and the whole, I didn't say that, 
you know, to her. But I said, you need to pray. She said, I have you know I do pray. Well, that was an indication to me, loud and clear, that she hadn't prayed enough. Because when you pray enough, when you pray through, you don't have that kind of an attitude. I believe praying through creates a sweet spirit, a gentle spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him, they were being blessed. Why? Because the ark of God, which represented God's presence, I am not settling for a go through the motions sermonette. Brother Tenney used to say sermonettes produce Christianettes. Well, we need Christians. We need warriors. We need faithful men and women. Amen. Right on through the complainers and the doubters and the slackers. God's got a church. Amen. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. Amen. And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. It's almost like a Sunday night to me for some reason instead of Sunday day, all right? I mean, you talk about giving and sacrifices, six paces. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hey, hold everything right here. Let's kill the oxen. Get the fire going. We're going to slit his throat and we're going to offer this up to God right now. Don't get in a rush about our worship. Don't push us about this. Hallelujah. Every six paces, they offered sacrifice. That's kind of like taking an offering. We could have a little church say, we're going to take another offering. You're talking about splitting the church and making people mad. We make people mad with the PA system just a little bit too loud. Much less taking an offering. Well, that's what they were doing. But the church just stayed on. <laughs> that's how you have revival. Hallelujah. Amen. And David danced, verse 14, and David danced before the Lord with all of his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. I mean, you know, some of us are ready to just join David right now. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about responding the proper way to respond to God's love and God's presence. One more verse. And as the ark of the Lord, God likes to, likes to show us both sides. He likes to see us, those that are shouting and happy and those who are embarrassed and angry and mad. about. It's always been. It's always been. You got folks who think this is the grandest thing they've ever seen. We've had folks, I remember Sister Allison coming into church for years ago, first time. You know, just like the most fascinating thing. She said, I've been looking for this. My grandpa took me to church when I was a little girl and I never forgot it. It was a church like this. It's what I've been looking for. You have that side. And then you have folks all the way from the day of Pentecost say, these people are crazy. These people have lost it. You always have two sides, all right? Amen. And so the ark came into the city of David. Michael, 
Saul's daughter, here you go, this is the other side of it, she looked through the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. She didn't like it. She didn't like him. She didn't like the way he was. Folks, listen, the enemy is always gonna fight this. He's always, you know what he'll get? He'll get, he'll get the most unlikely people to persuade you. Young people, there'll be folks, the enemy will send. Y'all look at me right now. He will send to you and tell you there ain't nothing to this. Bunch of crazy people. I'm thinking about the guy, the one time, maybe it was, it was, it was written somewhere, I just read it lately, amen. Preacher met some people on a construction job, just happening, the guy said, oh, you the guy that make people, all the people in your church pay 10%. He said, first off, he said, I don't make my people do anything. I preach the word of God and what it says about tithing. And it's their choice. It always is, folks. It's always come right down. You can choose to not like this. You can choose to believe this church is shallow. You can choose to believe that we're just barely cripping along and ain't nothing happening here. You can choose to believe that it's always somewhere else. Listen, all of that's our choice. I'm choosing to believe right now that God is in this house. He is capable of blessing you and delivering you and helping you and being your friend that sticks closer than a brother. Oh, I feel it right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to turn around, shake a hand or two, smile at somebody. Some of y'all hadn't smiled much. Amen. So, amen. Welcome into God's house. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. David, King David, dancing before the Lord. Amen. This was, folks, listen, we want to know what to do and how to act. Amen. This was a demonstration of what real worship, let me all listen now. This is what real worship looks like. Amen. Need to get an amen right there. <laughs> I'm teaching right now. Hallelujah. Listen, this is how you do it. P -p -p listen, people act out because of a field goal. Go nuts because of that. And all kind of other sports things get to go on. People go crazy. Amen. So, so this was, and this is how that we ought to demonstrate. Now, you, again, you have a choice on that. But you know, I'm thinking of another example of worship uh, in the Bible was when Isaiah spoke of the angels around God's throne. Remember that? All these angels with all of their multiple wings and I, I can't describe them, you know, really, but they were, they were just beings that God had created, angel beings. You know what they were doing? They were crying, holy, holy, holy. They did that every day. 24 hours a day, 365 days. That's what they did. That's what their job was. They were around the throne, amen, worshiping and praising God. Evidently, when you, when you, when you make a long story short here, that rep repetitive, almost mechanical worship 
was not really what God hungered for and what he longed, even though he was the creator of all of that, he wanted something more than that. Hallelujah. Amen. These created beings were designed and assigned to worship God. But God longed, this is what's going to be good for us right here. Amen. We need to learn a thing or two in the middle of our shouts. God longed for love to be given from beings who were free to choose to participate or not to participate. You know, you know, uh, when I come into the church, I didn't think we'd been to church until the preacher yelled at us. <laughs> just, of course, it was a different day then. And we probably need yelling at now sometime. It might help. You split the church real good. Especially with the liberal mindset, liberal attitude. Be nice to me. Be sweet to me. Bow down to me. Don't ask me to get do anything, you know. Let it always go, my, you know, I, you don't understand what I'm talking about, amen. But, but, but we thought it had to be all heavy-handed or we hadn't had church. You know, y'all know I'm guilty of doing this, I'm guilty, and I, and, but, but I think it's a great way to make the point. You know, my sweet little granddaughter, amen. Sister Renee, we love your granddaughter. <laughs> amen, now you know what, I want her to, you like, respond to me. I'm on, some of y'all know what we're talking about. Well, it doesn't matter if they're Kyla's age or this high or this high or this high. It really, it really doesn't matter. all the same. But I'll make the point with this. You know, I, I, I just you know, I say, give Papa a kiss. And she is so good at ignoring me. <laughs> she got her own. And so guess what I do? I just, I just kiss her on the cheek. And she'll just act like nothing happened, Brother Swingo. Just like, like who cares? I got my, you know. And so that can go on and on. And I'm, I'm like loving her, but she's not doing anything in return, Brother Johnson. But once in a while, amen, once in a while she'll put those little arms around me and she'll just kiss me. Well, that's what we're talking about. God has loved us from the beginning. He kisses us and takes care of us and looks out for us and watches out for us. He heals us and blesses us. Don't, don't you think it's about time for us to put our arms around him and respond to some of that? that that's what real love is, folks. That's how real love's supposed to work. Hallelujah. So what God did, he created a man and a woman in his own image, in his own likeness. So we have a little of that in there. I don't ask me to explain all that, but that's just what the King James says, in his likeness. More than just what he looks like. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but human beings have a will, will of his own. We can love God or we can not love God. We can like, like God's church, amen, his house, or we can like football more than we like his house. I know, it's a football game today. <laughs> I'm right on the right street here. <laughs> so we have a choice. We can like, we can like have a, a shouting, aisle running, dancing, praising spell. We can do that if we want. Nobody's stopping us. 
We can sit on a pew and look like we're in a funeral if we, that's a choice. We can get loud. Hallelujah. In fact, we kind of, you know, we kind of turn it up. Y'all know how we, we, we uh, adjust our PA system. We start out a little loud and then we turn it up just a little bit more. And that's just right. We can do that. Amen. But, but that's what God wanted. He didn't want anybody slamming the pulpit and saying, you got to shout. You got to dance. If you don't, you're going to hell. That, that, that gets nowhere. You, we get folks who probably, there's probably places to do that. Get embarrassed. No, no, it has to come from here. L- listen, I've preached long enough to kind of set you up. I've preached long enough to try to, that I can, I've learned to pick certain things that I know kind of gets us up and gets our emotion. I understand that. I can do that and kind of trick you into, you know, and, and move you into the, the shouting mode and the pray. I can do that. But, but, but here's what I really long for, and I feel like God longs for this. I, I, I long for just that deep hunger that when we drive in the church parking lot, the first song hadn't been played yet. Amen. The first prayer hadn't been prayed. Amen. But, but we walk in hungry. Amen. For that relationship. We want to respond back to God's love. We're talking about how to respond, the proper way to respond to him. What really moves God. Remember when I was a kid going to church, out of a little country church. In fact, I pastored that church many years later. Uh, and I would see people drive in the, in the parking lot of the church. And I would see folks get out of the car. Amen. Sisters, and I was, I was, I was young, before I even received the Holy Ghost. And, and I'd just visit there a few times. And the thing that just stirred me up, I'd hear somebody squeal. And it'd be one of the sisters. They'd get out of that car over here. Somebody was getting out of the car over there. And they would squeal and they would run to each other. They hadn't seen each other in a couple days. <laughs> Sister Carol and they would just hug each other and they may talk in tongues a little bit and just shout. That's before they even got in the church. Something, amen, from another world had got a hold of those ladies, amen. I used to watch them shout down the aisle. There was an old heater, an old, some kind of an old heater in the middle of the aisle down in the church, the old wooden floor and I would hear those heels hitting down the aisle and they'd go down there, amen, they'd go all the way down and turn around. They'd go around that heater and just shout all the way back. I really didn't think much was moving. I mean, I didn't just feel an overwhelming power. Of the, it didn't take much. Why? Because it wasn't coming from out there somewhere. It was coming from down here. It was already in their heart. Amen. They already loved God. And they were just, they was just responding in a proper way to the presence of the Lord. Oh, I am longing for somebody to get happy in the parking lot. Excuse me, y'all. Amen. I'm longing, I'm hungry for somebody coming through the doors. Amen. And just begin to praise God. It really don't matter what you did this week. It don't matter what I did. None of that's important. But God's in the house. Amen. I'm just gonna stop right now and give him some praise. I'm just gonna honor him. Hallelujah. I think this would help marriages. Hallelujah. Listen, the reason one of the most basic needs of a human being, listen, you were created in his likeness. Amen. That need is to love and to be loved. You can act tough all you want. I got that look on me. I didn't realize that. 
You, you, you can act like it don't matter, don't matter all you want, but you do want somebody to love you. That, that's a basic human need, amen. We want, we want to love and we want to be loved in return. The reason for that is because it's what God desired when he created us. In fact, that's one of the whole reasons that he created us, those, those multiple winged creatures, those angels that were just programmed, that's all they could do. They didn't have another, they didn't have a choice. Holy, holy, no, no. He said, I'm gonna create somebody, not a robot. They're not programmed to just do what I tell them to do. No, no, they have a choice. And when one of them says, I'm going to the house of the Lord, amen, I have a choice here. I'm gonna get up, amen. And not only am I just gonna show up, now that's a good start, but not only just be there, I'm gonna give praise to him. Amen, it's coming out of my spirit out of my heart, hallelujah. I'm gonna give praise to him. You talk about a payday. You talk about good things happening in your family and in your home if you learn how to give praise. Right in the middle of the devil saying, there ain't nothing to that. I've been to church before. They took my money and didn't even say thanks. We get blamed for all kind of things. That's why somebody says, you know, Brother Matt, you know, he used to say, I'm gonna take an offer. I said, no, man, don't take it, just receive it. <laughs> he called, he catches on quick. We don't take any offerings here. We give you an opportunity to give and it's your choice. Thank you when you make the right choice, hallelujah. I mean, kind of like the guy that said, you know, there's always two numbers gonna pop in your head when the preacher said, we're gonna take an offering. We're gonna receive an offering. There's two numbers, amen. You know, one of them's gonna be a, a nice amount and then one's just the next, that's, that's the first one. Like, ooh, yeah, I need to give it. And the, and the next amount that's gonna pop in your mind is gonna be way lower than that. He said, the first one's God. <laughs> the second one is you. <laughs> Once we get a chance to think it over just a little bit, Hallelujah. We kind of like the little boy. Amen. Had a dollar and a quarter. Amen. And when the offering came, he gave the quarter. And his grandpa said, why'd you give the quarter? He said, well, Papa, he said, the Bible said that we are to be cheerful givers. And he said, I can give a quarter and be more cheerful than I can giving my dollar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, wow. Beautiful spirit in here. Hallelujah. But God placed that part of himself in us, hoping that it would help us understand that his longing for us to love, amen, the one who first loved us. How can we not love him? How can we not? Hallelujah. I'm convinced that the reason a whole lot of marriages and a whole lot of friendships just simply fall apart is the participation is, is just kind of one-sided. You get one spoiled partner in there, always wanting things his way or her way. Hallelujah. Somebody said it's a 50-50 deal here. Uh-uh. No, it's a 100-100. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, just one person doing all the loving and the other person just receiving all the time? 
This won't work, folks. It will not work in a marriage. I mean, it will not work in our relationship with God either. Amen. Listen, I have to say this, and, and it's true. I, I have the most loving, most unselfish wife. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I look back. I look back on the, especially the early days. I'm finally, I'm a slow learner. I'm finally catching on a little bit. She was so far ahead of me and just knowing things that, that the way it should be, but, but she just helped me, and, and I thank God that she just held on uh, throughout my stupidity and uh, you know, kept our marriage together. Listen, this is, this is the carnal part of it. This is the natural part. If there's a meal to cook, I'm gonna get on somebody's street right here before I get done. If the dishes need washing, Clothes need ironing. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about not her clothes. I'm talking about my clothes and somebody else's clothes. She, she's there to do that. Now, now, that's love in action. That's not just saying, oh, baby, I love you. Or like the old guy, his wife was on a rant. In fact, he's a friend of mine. He said, but baby... I do love you. <laughs> it was a funniest. <laughs> Maybe it's not funny to you. You didn't get, don't get the humor, but it was just the funniest thing to me. <laughs> but, but baby, I do love. Really? Well, why don't you show it? Why don't you act like it? Why don't you do something that resembles love? Hallelujah, Amen. <laughs> Listen, folks. If we could, if we could use that and transfer it over into the spiritual. Listen, we have too many onlookers and not enough participators. Hallelujah. Listen, when we get involved, and here's the scary part. I touched on it a little bit in worship service. When we get involved, it will demand something of us and we know it. And some of us are not willing to pay the price. There's some things we ought to just do right now. Y'all know how I do marriage. Excuse me. I'm not picking on anybody here, love, every single one of you. Y'all know how I do marriage. In fact, I did this to Chad. I said, I said, son, you have no right. You have no right to hold that girl up. No right. I'm not pushing. I'm not rushing, but you're old enough. She's old enough. Do you love her? Here's the question. Well, yeah, Dad, I do. Does she love you? Yes, she does. I think she does. Well, what you waiting on? Well, uh, 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 well, uh, okay. They used to tell us, if, if you're going, you listen, if you're going to the bus station, just go on and get on the bus. <laughs> this folks been hanging around the bus station. What's the deal? And the next thing would have been, well, I don't know if I love, well, well, why don't you just get as about as far away from her as you can and do it today. But we hang on to each other. We mess each other's lives up. Just make the choice. I think that would be good advice for just about anything when it comes to what God wants us to do. The enemy wants us to drag around, hang around, mess around. When, when Philip was about ready, Brother Sawingo, 
Amen. He was out in the desert and he was preaching Jesus, that Ethiopian eunuch, riding along. Apparently, he was preaching the gospel, the same one that we preach. And then the Ethiopian began to preach back to him. He said, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Like, let's, oh, let's just plan them out. Oh, that's all, I'm not knocking all of that. That's all, we probably do need to plan some things. But there are times we're like, oh, there's water right there. If that's true, let's just do this now. <clears throat> let's just get that little part out of the way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. So, so I don't just wanna be an onlooker. I just wanna, I don't wanna be a spectator. I want to get involved in this thing, even though it does demand some things. It, listen, it means much more than just coming to church on Sunday. It means forgiving the person that did you wrong. And again, let's just do this now. Hallelujah. It means letting some things go. How do I do that? I said it today. You just get close to God. Well, I've been to the altar. Well, you need to come again. Well, I prayed a while. You need to pray a while longer. I'm getting a little heavy on us right now. Amen. Some of us need to learn how to stay in this altar, stay on our face before God. Don't you quit until you get a breakthrough. I, Sister Donna, I'm sorry. I'm telling this story again. <laughs> Somebody hadn't heard it. Counseling session with my dad. I went to assist him. I pastored a little while, and I went and assisted my dad a while. There's this couple... Older couple. I mean, they, I thought they were probably in their 40s. They was old to me then. <laughs> Just fussing and fighting. He said, come on, son. Let's go. We're going to go meet these people. Listen, thank God for good counseling. Sister Debbie Morrison has blessed us so much. She's headed off so many things. And some of y'all probably need to go see her. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And she probably won't tell you what you want to hear. Oh, oh, we'd be like the guy that, that had high blood pressure and cholesterol. Oh, my doctor told me, man, I just, man, I got all these problems. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to change doctors. <laughs> don't, don't be that silly. <laughs> That's how it's human nature. Oh, no, no, we don't like it. We're going over there. <laughs> but I remember going with him, you know, expecting a counseling session. And he old fashioned, old time. So he he got both down on the couch right there. So he got between, he got in the middle of them. We're gonna pray. They got down on their knees. Some something else we a lot of us done got away from. Got down on their knees. He get down right here. You get he just directed you and he got down in the middle of them. And they prayed a while, and they prayed a while longer, and prayed a while longer. And I was on across the room and I was praying on my knees and asking God to help their family and bless them, bless their marriage. By the way, I'm not trying to take any business away from Debbie Morrison. She got plenty of business. But a lot of this stuff that we're going to her about or whatever, whoever we're going to about, and we're, oh, I need counseling. No, you need to go to the altar. Pray your hide through. <laughs> Let me tell you what can happen. That jealousy you got, it'll leave eventually. That hatefulness you got, that spirit you got, that added, oh, that you think everybody else has got, y'all know. I tell about my little crazy niece. She's nuts. Literally, y'all. I'm not, no, no, she's nuts. But you know what she thinks? She thinks everybody else is crazy. 
just, just threw that out there for you. Somebody needs to take a hold of that. That's just for you. <laughs> but he's praying and I'm praying and they're praying. Prayed a while. And after a while, they start, you know, like you do, you know, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we go, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, uh-uh-uh, not with the old man, Brother Carr, uh-uh. Uh-uh, no, he done done that before. It took him, Doris, you and him would have been right along. It took him forever to get, he prayed for months. (laughs) It took her forever to get the Holy Ghost. I just always tell her, like, you know, I should have been there. I'd have prayed you through, wouldn't have took that long. (laughs) <laughs> my daddy it took forever so he knew about sweating and weeping and praying and crying and repent. he knew about that so it went back to his roots and so this folks good folks started getting done with their prayer and they raised up you know and he said uh 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 that wasn't gonna work with him he had his I looked, I looked around and just to see what was happening over on the other side of the room and he had his hand behind each one of them's neck and he just put, he was just tough old dude. He was strong, you know. And I remember just pushing them back down. And they were like trying to get up. Like, uh, no, uh, no, no, you're going to pray a while longer. You're going to pray a while longer. Somebody said, that won't work. Well, it worked that night. It worked that night. Hallelujah. I, I, you know, you know we, we have another choice here. We, we, can, we can preach what people want us to preach. We can act like everybody, oh, you know, or we can just tell the truth. We can go on and preach. Listen, if I'm gonna be your leader, this is what we're gonna do, folks. Hallelujah. Well, he pushed them back down there, Sister Jan, and they just went on. After a while, they broke again and went to weeping and went to praying, and then sure enough, Holy Ghost got to coming through in there. Listen, it didn't take a genius to figure it out either. Like, ooh, the Holy Ghost is in this house. And two people that finally did, when he finally let them get up, they rose back up, amen, who were mad at each other and had been mad at each other. They didn't even like the way each other looked. They got to hugging each other and crying on each other's shoulders. Amen. Let me tell you what happened here. God healed that situation because somebody believed God enough just to stay down there and just pray through. Now, that's work, folks. It's work. I understand that. It's easier to have a little oil dabbed on your head and take another pill or two and go lay down and... Maybe God will heal us. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fighting that. I'm not preaching against that. Amen. If you have to do it, do it. But I'm telling you, God is a healer. He is a deliverer. He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. Amen. And he loves us. He'd just like a little response out of us. He'd like some of us just to get the praise in him and love in him. Hallelujah. Praise. God, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I need to probably, I need to probably start quitting here, but let me tell you this. Be seated just a moment. Somebody told me the other day they went, I can just throw this in there. I, I want to respond right. I want to do the right thing. 
There's so many benefits and blessings that are available to God's people. Listen, I'm just not living in a house where there's no peace, Brother Green. I don't have to. I mean, I got a great wife, great family, just tension all the time. I'm just not, I'm not living that way. I'm not. Well, peace and contentment and joy and real love, it's available. Hallelujah. I, uh, somebody was telling me they went to a church. I won't tell you where, somewhere. And uh, not one of our churches. Yeah, had the crowd there. Pastor comes out. You got a coffee mug. He's way more like a politician than a, you know, he's got his coffee. And, uh, and then, uh, of course, I think he's got blue jeans on. He's got, and nothing wrong with blue jeans, by the way, but, you know, it's just what he had on. Blue jeans, shirt tail hanging out. I mean, you can wear it that way if you want. I looked around, see, I'm not picking on anybody, but, but, you know, I, I know the old, I know the old deal here. You know, the whole thing is that he's trying to get across is, you know, I'm just a regular guy just like you. I, I, you know, I'm, let, let me just tell you something right now. I'm just not a regular guy like you. Can we just be straight with that? And you don't want me to be. <laughs> is that too straight? <laughs> I hate this tie, y'all. I, I, I'd rather just have a golf shirt on and dockers and, you know, I, I, personally. But, but listen, the, the old come as you are, and I know what the world's trying to do, come on as you, and, and that's still the case. You don't, come, you don't have any better clothes, just come with your blue jeans, your tennis shoes. I, you know, I'm not preaching against that. But we've carried that too far. Folks would rather drink coffee in the foyer and, and you know, Starbucks and, and you know, wear their cutoffs. And what it, what it creates is such a relaxed atmosphere that we don't respond properly to God when he comes in. All we got that's physical and visible is our, is our leaders and our preachers and our pastors and leadership. And so when you see them slouchy and, you know, and, shirt tail hanging out and you know some some people grow a ponytail where they just kind of be accepted I'm not trying to be accepted by the world let, let me let me just let me just tell you this a little bit it might help us a little bit and so you, just in case you don't know where you are here all right we, we had a we had a, a one of our our greatest supposed supposedly one of our best evangelists here a few years ago and and some of y'all to just tag right into this we won't call any names but but you know they accepted the fact that we wanted them and they're they sent us a, a, a list of stuff, letters that we had to do from how much money that we had to pay them to. And, you know, we want to harvest. We want people. And if folks are reaching people and praying them through and baptizing them right in the name of Jesus, and hey, yeah, we'll, we'll try whatever. And, and so they sent us all kind of instructions of what we were, what we were to do and, and rearranged our platform and, and, and all the, the music that we did up here. And they wouldn't let us sing certain songs. It was just certain songs. Some of y'all didn't know that. Amen. But I know Sister Melissa came to me. And I, said, I said, and I had to practice what I preached. I said, you know, Melissa, honey, just, uh, I know, I know, you know, we practice and do all this and, and then they come in and tell you, no, you can't do that one. This is what you got to do. And I said, no, just, just be obedient. Just do, and, you know, we can last those three or four days that they're going to be here. We can, we can last, we can do it, do anything for three days. We can get through it. And who knows? It may work. 
you know? And so just, just submit yourself. That's what we all did. We found out that you couldn't lower the lights during the, uh, during, before service hours and, and we don't want anybody praising and shouting and getting too loud because we might offend somebody. Let me tell you something. This world needs to see Oh, we're going to just hide that, who we really are. We're going to duck that. Oh, no, we're just like you. No, we're not just like you. <laughs> we are Holy Ghost filled. We're Jesus' name, baptized. Our lives have been changed. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. Let's go ahead and do it. That, that, that's the... I'm saying that not to criticize and ridicule anybody. Just remain standing. Listen, I'm saying that because that's the spirit and the attitude that's in this world, even in our movement. Oh, Lord, let's don't, let's don't talk in tongues. Even to the point where you don't talk in tongues in the congregation because it might offend. Listen, listen, I've been places where they just cuss up a storm, do what they want. They don't apologize one bit. So if the world is not apologizing about how they live and what they do and their rebellion and their attitude, listen, should we, should we apologize when they come into our church? This is where we worship. I'm talking about a proper response to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I'm feeling like the Holy Ghost is opening the gate for somebody who's been like, I, I really would like to just kind of leap for joy. and I really would like to shout a little louder, amen, and give prayer. I'm, yeah, that would be a good response. David danced before the, you know what? Let me, let me bring this little point out. All of David's life and his whole story in here, he did a lot of things, but but it never said that he sung with all of his might. It never said he did anything with all of his might, but the scripture we just read to you here said he praised or he danced with all of his might. Little emphasis that maybe we have missed when it comes to worship and the proper response to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Listen, this is important right here. You wanna get a, let me bring this down home to us before we stop here, all right? Listen, you wanna get a breakthrough in your family? I mean, we're talking about, it's not just in church. You start worshiping right in church. You start responding to God in a proper manner here. No matter what your neighbor thinks, amen, or what anybody else thinks, Amen. Listen, you start you learn how to worship him right and give honor to him in a proper manner. I, I, I can see in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can see in the spirit. I can see all kind of doors. I can see all kind of opportunities. I can see God opening up things for people. Amen and blessing us in ways that we never dreamed. You think God doesn't want to bless us? You think he doesn't want to heal our bodies? You think he don't want to give us a revival around here? 
Listen, let's be who we are. Hallelujah. Let's be who we are. Whoa, hallelujah. Amen. Now, now nobody's holding a gun to anybody. Nobody's making you pay tithe. You know what? I'm hoping right now. So, you know, I had, to, you know, I had to get on this. I couldn't leave this. Some of y'all that never, never learned and never submitted to giving your finances. Whoo! You talk about a blessing. When you say, you know what? I'm just gonna do this thing. My first fruits, the very first. Before I pay my car payment, before I pay my rent money, before I pay any. any I'm, no, I'm not gonna buy a meal. No, no. I'm gonna give God His part. Right. Amen. You know what I feel like God would do? I feel like God would just kick the door open to some good things yeah, in your life and in your family. Some of you have been fussing and fighting, amen, with some little situation that just won't go away. Your proper response to the power and the presence of God is gonna get that door open for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Feel like it's about to happen if you'll make the right choice. Amen. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Well, nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. Oh, you decide for you, and I'll decide for me. Come on, make that and choice. Since the choice is mine, well, this is how I choose to be. I want to be a Christian. Well, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Ain't nobody making me do it. This is how I want to live. Well, you decide for you, and I'll decide for me. But since the choice is mine, well, this is how I choose to be. Oh, yeah. Come on, y'all. Well, I met a man just the other day. He looked at me and said, I've seen your kind too many times before. He said, you can't do this and you can't do that. You're bound by rules and restrictions. What a dreary life you Christians must endure. Well, I looked him in the eye and I said, you're wrong. I could do anything that turns me on. I could smoke till my eyes turn red and my face turns blue. Well, I can chew, I can dip, I can snort and cuss. I can pray, pray and drink till the sun comes up. But there's better things in life I'd rather do. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Well, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Oh, nobody's making me do this. This is how I choose to live. Well, you decide for you. And I'll decide for me. But since the choice is mine, well, this is how I choose to be. Come on, folks. Choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Oh, nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. Well, you decide for you. And I'll decide for me. But then the choice is mine. This is what I choose to be. Well, I must admit from time to time, the thought of heaven keeps me toeing the line. 
The reward that's coming up seems too good to be true. Well, if it was all just a fairy tale and there was no heaven and there was no hell, I'd still be living just the way I do. Well, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Oh, nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. Oh, you decide for you. And I'll decide for me. This choice is mine. This is what I choose to be. Yes, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. Oh, you decide for you. And I'll decide for me. But since the choice is mine, this is what I choose to be. Well, don't look at me with sympathy and say that I've been cheated for not doing all the things that you call fun. Cause when you're headed down to the darker side of town, the choice that I've made it's gonna lift me out of here well i choose to be a christian i choose to be like him well nobody's making me do it this is how i want to live well you decide for you and i'll decide for me and since the choice is mine this is what i choose to be well, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Oh, nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. Yes, you decide for you. And I'll decide for me. And since the choice is mine, this is what I choose to be. Yes, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Oh, nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. Oh, you decide for me. Come on, let's give him praise right now. Let's give him praise. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, Jesus, glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We can only, we can only create the atmosphere. We can only give liberty. We can only give you the go ahead to do what you feel like you need to do and what the scripture tells us to do over and over and over. Praise him in the dance. Praise him in the shout. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. It just goes on and on and on. Praise and worship and attention to God is all throughout the Old and the New Testament. Amen. But the choice ultimately is ours alone, each one of us. God, God continues to seek communion 
I mean, participation was what he longed for from his creation. You remember when he created the world? Look in Genesis. When he created the world and he got to where he, he just spoke it all into existence. I mean, he was qualified and capable, but yet he brought the animals to Adam that he had just created and said, now I want you to name all these animals. You think God didn't, wasn't smart enough to name all the animals? It wasn't that he didn't, couldn't do it. It was that he wanted Adam to take part. He wanted Adam to be a part of the process and what's going on. He's God, he's the same. In Matthew 14, when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water in the midst of the storm, amen, they were afraid. That's the way people are who don't recognize God for being who he is. A little afraid, oh, I don't know about all that, you know. That's just natural. The disciples, they, they didn't recognize Jesus. When you're carnal and you hadn't prayed through, that's what happens. Amen. But Peter said to the Lord when he got a little closer, if it's you, see, he still didn't know for sure. If it's you, bid me come to you on the water. And Jesus said one word. He said, come. He said, come. The rest of the disciples, they remained on the boat and they watched in a safe place, from a safe place. It's easier just to sit on the pew. It's easier to sit on the sideline because it might be kind of a little embarrassing. Yes. Hallelujah. But it was Peter who ended up being a participant in a miracle. Somebody said he sunk. Nobody walked too. I don't care what you say. Peter walked on the water. Now he couldn't continue that. But even when he did start going down, he cried out to the Lord. And guess what? The Lord did what he always does. If you mess up, God will put his hand out. He won't let you go under. He was, Peter was part of a miracle. I have to say this to us. Listen, we can watch all we want, but our lives will not really be changed until we get out of the boat and participate. I need another good strong amen. That's the truth right there. Hallelujah. I need to say this. Listen, we preach this worship and praise on a pretty regular occasion. We demonstrate it pretty regular. Peter had one word from Jesus to convince him to get out of the boat. My question to us is, Sister Gregory, how many words do we need? How many times does somebody have to tell us or quote or read the scriptures to get us out of the boat? Ooh, I feel, okay, Jesus. <laughs> okay, Lord. Hallelujah. One word. Really, that's what he walked on. He really didn't, people can't walk on the water. You know, he really, it was the word he was walking on. And so if the Bible said, shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph, the word just told me to do that. Praise him on the stringed instruments. Praise him on the drums. We, we do that. We just get, we're on, we're on the word of the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. I gotta quit. I, 
I didn't get to finish my notes. I got some good things I'll give to you later. So glad you came to church. Let that, let that get down in your spirit. Don't let the devil or the flesh or whatever enemy you're fighting, don't let him put off or convince you to put off what you need to do now. I'm not trying to rush anybody into anything that's not good and right and true. I'm trying to get you to go ahead and do what is right and good and biblical and true. Some of these things you don't wait on. Hallelujah. Let's not let the world and the flesh be our guide. Let's let the Holy Ghost and let his word. Amen. So I want to respond to him. Just get out of the boat now. Just get baptized now. Just get married now. Or not. Hallelujah. Let's get a good spirit now. Amen, amen. Don't forget, announcement's already been made next week. Lance Stockman, uh, you know, excellent, excellent speaker, preacher. We'll have folks get the Holy Ghost next week. And probably could have today if we'd have talked about it a little bit more. But he's an evangelist, so, so bring people that need the baptism of the Spirit. If you hadn't talked in tongues lately, you just come, let me drop a seed in there, Faith. You just come expecting come planning on the spirit moving on you and you getting out of the boat next week, responding properly and right. And uh, Sister Nicole wanted to do the Sunday night. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, I'm 100%, so let's plan on the Sunday night. It'll be a little sacrifice for some of us. Let's give our day, uh, all day for Sunday, all right? You know, for church. We go to church on Sunday, go get a bite to eat, maybe rest a little bit, come back here ready. There's no telling what God's gonna do. So plan on it, talk about it, show up yourself, and let's watch God honor and bless his people. Amen. Shake hands, be friendly. Amen. Don't forget to sign up on the Christmas thing here.